will the, the, not the hurt, the sting ever go away? And the answer is yes, yes, you know, it does go away. The scar is still there. What happened, it's a reality that that my kids don't have memories growing up with their mommy and daddy under the same roof. It's a reality I can't get away from. Um, hmm. So, but has the hurt gone away? Yes, and it will. Moms, listen, if you are just bleeding, your heart is just hemorrhaging and it's bleeding for for whatever reason, it will someday not sting. Yes, there'll be a scar there, but it someday, I promise, it it will it will not sting. And and I just I I just love to share that with moms that come to us now that are hurting and think it'll never go away because it will. Hey friends, you're listening to the Single Mom Cast. I'm Mel Hyatt. And I'm Pam Keneally. And we have to talk some things out we today. Do. It's, <laughs> it's going, I don't know how this is going to go, actually. I made myself, it's t- currently 2.38. I don't drink coffee, Pam, uh-huh. but I told you I got, I'm a little sleepy. I have well, a long day. Mm-hmm. I made myself some coffee and it's disgusting. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wish you would pour it out because it's melting up this room. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Pam doesn't. So this isn't even a coffee talk because I tried and Pam doesn't even have her water. Yeah. But we want to just bring you into our conversations. Um, I would say that oftentimes after podcast, Pam, you and I sit in here and have some of the that's Maybe when we should be doing a podcast. We should just hit record. And just start talking about what we just thought we said. Goodness. <laughs> it's just rich and it's it raw. Is. And it um, I just want to invite our moms in to listen mm-hmm. as we navigate life too. And we're real humans with real thoughts and problems. And um, you're super wise. And uh, so today what we want to do, uh, we, we were having a discussion of, man, I wish I would have known this yes. way back when. Mm-hmm. Um and we have not arrived. If this is a big wooden bridge, we are just a few steps ahead. Pam is steps ahead of me. And um, for some of you, you're ahead of us, um, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm ahead of you. And we just want to turn around and go, hey, don't step on that board. Yes, that one will fail you. Absolutely. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today, uh, we each brought three things that we wish we knew uh, as a single mom. Mm-hmm. And for just for perspective, um, for your information, I was a single mom for nine years. Mm-hmm. I have a 20 year old and a 14 year old. Oh, goodness, ma'am. And I've uh, been remarried for, I think, like five or six years. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like the second born. The second time you you're like, your I don't know, we're married. <laughs> So I haven't got to drink the coffee, but, you know, we just both took a little moment to say, here's what I really needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And I want to start too, Pam, before you tell them like where you're at is that people might have told me these things, Mm -hmm. but maybe they didn't say it in a way that I needed to hear it, or maybe I just couldn't hear it. Right. Right. And I wish the things I'm saying, I wish I believed them is what we're really saying. Yes. You might've heard it, but you didn't believe it, but somebody didn't do a good job of of helping you believe it. Right. Yeah. So that's what the purpose is today, moms, is not only are we just like talking, but we hope we can say it in such a way that you believe it 
and it is applicable for yeah. your for this stage you're in as a single mom that mm-hmm. we hope it's really applicable and you just trust God's word through us today with what we feel like we have experienced and and Mel was so kind. <laughs> She says, and Pam's a few steps ahead of me. Well, yes, Pam is like 30 years ahead of Mel. And so I am. Well, maybe you walk slow. Okay, I walk slow. I don't have a cane, people. I don't. I, I don't, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I came in here on a skateboard, so y'all just need to know that. But um, but I said all that to say that um, between the two of us, we have a lot to say. Yeah. So. And we believe what we're saying. And also, I need to hear some of these things, even today. Okay, good. This is not a, oh, I figured it all out. Yes. Are, there's, I think these three things I probably still need. Okay, well, let's do it. I'm going to let you start, you oh, wise dear. old owl. Okay, <laughs> oh, wise old owl that came in here on a skateboard with, with high heel green shoes on, you know. Oh, so yeah. anyway, you know what? I, I, of course, this was a long time ago, you guys, you know, and so... Um, it was many years. I'm trying to think how many years ago, maybe 30. Well, it depends on when you listen to this podcast. So people may live. Right. This podcast can't be time sensitive necessarily, but at least three decades ago, I'll say that. Um, I wish I would have known because nobody really talked about, you know, divorce wasn't all that common or whatever. And in my culture and certainly not in my family, but I wish I would have known that right after I became a single mom, I just felt this urgency that I needed to find another man to take his place. Hmm. You know, my first husband left me, betrayed me with a two and a three-year-old, and I was devastated. And and it wasn't long before I was like, um, I I need to find a replacement real fast, hmm. you know, to move in this house and, and let's just carry on with our little family <coughs> without realizing that, oh, my goodness, you just, that is, you know, I uh, wish I would have known that that was not the correct mindset to, to have, rather to have um, just ride with it. It's going to be okay, and God's going to do a great work. So do I just kind of wish I would have known that. Do you think that you felt that way solely because of yourself, or were there things people were saying that made you feel like you needed to hurry up and replace the probably empty chair. Both, probably both, you know, but but I will say I didn't date. I didn't I wasn't all about that at all. So that wasn't what I rushed into doing whatsoever. But, you know, people are just you know how they are. Oh, I know so and so you should meet, y'all should meet. Yeah. He just bought you know, you know how that goes. But anyway I, just, I do know. This is a true yeah. story. I had a friend uh, once say, I met I met this uh I was at Renter City, which is like a six flags here. And I saw this cute guy and he kept riding the rides and he said he loved roller coasters and I got his number for you because I thought that like you would love that and I go roller coasters she's yeah I just I thought man this is the guy for Mel and I said well first of all I get really nauseous that's right I'm already on a roller coaster thank you my life is a roller coaster I have a season pass to the wildcat sure and that was her bar Mm -hmm. was that he liked roller coasters so in the back of my mind I'm thinking is that the bar? No, is that the bar? I uh, know. Should I just Should date him because he likes, <laughs> likes roller coasters? coasters? Uh, no. I didn't, by the way. Very good. I'm I was you way didn't. too tired to be going to Six Flags. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> that is too much. So really, that that really that's probably, I wish I would have known I didn't need that, mm. the urgency to find somebody um, I didn't know 
that I didn't. I just needed to rest in it for a while. Okay. So how about you? What would one you would say? Well, I guess mine is a little similar to yours, but it's probably the foundation of why I sort of felt like I needed to maybe have a relationship where I just felt like, oh, there's this void. Like I remember we had four chairs at our kitchen table and I put one of them in my closet um, and scooted the table up against the wall um, because it was just, it felt like there was an empty chair in our house. And um, I don't know if that was the wise thing to do, but for me, it was just this kind of, because here was what I wanted to say. I wish I believed is that I was enough. Okay. So I felt the need to find somebody for my boys and for me and because I didn't think I was enough. I didn't think I was enough for them and I didn't think that I was enough for me. And I ended up, uh, joke on me, being single for nine years and there is nothing that teaches you that that's not true more than time Mm -hmm. because I can unclog a toilet and change my oil and my boys are incredible, Pam. Good for you. And I'm not bragging on that, but I was enough. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could go back and tell little baby Mel that you are and your boys are going to thrive because you were enough and you were enough for you too. I I just didn't think that I was enough for anybody, for Mm -hmm. me, for my boys to do what the Lord had called me to do. And it created this like sense of insecurity where I just felt like I I wasn't enough Mm -hmm. and everything then was my fault. Right. Well, you realize that's the number one thing we hear from single moms is when we is they feel like they're not enough, whether it be personally or there's not enough time or they're not enough to be, you know, the good cop, bad cop, the mom, the dad, the the Yeah, you're double parenting. You know, the taxi cab driver, the homework monitor, the spiritual leader. So we hear that all the time. So, Mom, if you're listening today thinking that, well, just look here at Mel. And so that is a somewhat a common feeling because I'm thinking initially I know, you know, the way God created us. And, and you think about, you know, the, 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 you know, the husband and the wife and the partnership and everything, you think about that, not that everybody is to get married someday, but somehow when that, when you had it and it breaks apart, there might be a void there, Mm. you know, but then we have a lot of single moms listening that are never married. So it doesn't really matter if you feel like you're not enough. We certainly understand that. And I don't know if this helps for everyone or just my personality type, Pam, but something that I did was I put myself in situations that really gained my confidence. Um, I was super scared to fly and go anywhere with my boys and we had saved our money. I, I wrote a blog over this and talked about this before for a year and a half. And we went from Oklahoma city to St. Louis Mm -hmm. and we had saved enough money to fly. And I even had someone go, Oh, you're flying with two little boys. And I was super, and I did it and nobody died. We all made it back home, Pam. (laughs) And I remember being like, if I can take a two-year-old and an eight-year-old to St. Louis and I, that was my money. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't use a credit card and we saved and we accomplished it. Like I can do anything. Sure. So do little things that eradicate that idea that you're not enough. Yes. That's what I started yes. doing. Oh, I man, am that. I afraid to do, or do people think I couldn't do that as a single mom? Yes. But I'm doing that. And you know? sometimes when we face our fears that we overcome them, Yeah. otherwise they just are like a wave. They can come over us and yeah. bury us. And there's really, uh, there's really no need to fear on so many of the things that we fear. 
especially yeah. when we're working hard or we're trusting God or we're trying to move forward, doing the best we can. Um, you just let fear be a, a red light to you that you might can do something about that. Yeah. And I want to say one more thing before we move on. I mentioned that I am remarried and that insecurity of not being enough did not magically go away at our wedding. Mm-hmm. And I still have those moments. Um, and so I just wanted to put that in there, that it wasn't like, oh, I struggled with being enough and then I got married and now I'm suddenly enough. I still am fighting that battle with myself and the enemy of being enough. Well, I enough. appreciate you saying that because some moms are thinking, if I can just marry again, then I would have somebody to help pay the rent. I'd have somebody buy groceries. I'd, I'd help somebody raise the kids and I would be, then I would be enough. But what I'm hearing you say is that's not the formula to feel like, feel mm-hmm. like you're enough. There's, there is something more to fill that vacuum inside of you that says I'm en- not, yeah. not enough. And it's truth. It's not a man. It's, 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 <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it is. It's the truth of God and who yeah, he says you are. I mean. and, and so um, that's really amazing that you, and I appreciate you saying that because it's, it is, um, that should be helpful for our moms to hear today. Well, because, you know, that. when I was single, I thought, well, I'm not enough for my boys. I'm not enough for me. And now I'm like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. I'm not enough for my boys. I'm not enough for me. I'm not enough for him and mm-hmm. his kids. And, his and now kids. we have two dogs. Yes. And, you and know, <laughs> and ch- I did recently get rid of my chickens. You but did. It's fine. Okay. They went to a great home. Okay, good. <laughs> you mean I, I no longer can get fresh chick- fresh eggs. <laughs> I'm just, okay. we, ha- we have baseball now and not chickens. Okay. That's the reality. Okay, that takes the so, all of that to say I'm not enough, Pam. Yes, okay. Well, I'll say this before we move on. I I never felt like um, I'm not enough. You know, I, I don't know why I never felt like I'm not enough. I knew I was enough. I don't know why. But um, what I did feel was, was shame that mm. I was divorced and had a D on my forehead. And it was embarrassing to me with people that knew me and uh, you, Pam is divorced, mm-hmm. you know, and being the first one in our family ever. So um, we all we all have pieces of uh, sometimes if a divorce is a reason you're a single mom, that, that can be difficult. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I appreciated you sharing that. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's so interesting. I think I had told you, I think I was, I don't know why I didn't feel Maybe I did feel shame, but not in that way where it still is a memory of mine. But I think it's just because I was so tired. I had a mm-hmm. seven-week-old mm-hmm. when I was going through my divorce. And and I told you, I was just trying to keep him alive. So I really did not care what anyone yes, else thought about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people, I think, felt kind of sorry for me. Um, and so I didn't get not in a, I didn't want that. You know, I didn't want people to change their tone when they saw me of, oh, mm. how are you? Yes. And I'm like, I'm, yes. I mean, I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was every mom. Um, oh, so goodness. I also uh, maybe had just been around divorce a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't ever think I was going to go through it, but I also was just trying to keep something alive. Yes, absolutely. You had a little one. But I was insecure. So. You were not. You felt mm-hmm. shame. And mm-hmm. I was just like, everyone's going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, what's your goodness. second thing? Was yeah. it shame or did you have something else? No, my second <clears throat> one that um, I wish I would have known is that I wish I would have known in the long run 
like where that my children are today, being mm-hmm. parents of their own. I wish I would have known back then that my kids were going to be okay. Yeah. And if you ask any single mom, um, other than I don't feel enough, many, I w- most of them would say my biggest, you know, are my kids going to be okay? We hear that all the time. And I understand because that is your, you know, their piece of you walking around there. Your heart is walking outside your own chest. It's in your kids. And you want them to be okay in the future, you know, and you have so many reasons to feel like they're not going to be. And I just wish I would have known that they were going to be okay. And now I know why they were okay, but I wish back then I would have known they would be okay. And yet God's Word says that when we press into Him, we trust Him, we give Him to Him, we do the best we can, we 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 do the next right thing, we try, we seek, we bend into Him, that He does take care of things. I just, I knew it, but I didn't know it. What so, would it have changed if you knew it? Um, I think I wouldn't have worried as much at night. I w- it would have helped me release some of my anger hmm. that I was holding on to. Um, I think it would have just helped my overall uh, emotional wellness yeah. if I would have known that. Mm. So, yeah, and I how- needed someone to tell me that too. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think well-meaning people did not tell me that. They mm-hmm. sort of told me the opposite of, oh, they. That's so sad. Their their dad isn't around, mm-hmm. or you know, different things. Or yes. oh, are you going to be dating? There was just these little comments mm-hmm. that made me feel like, yeah, this is broken, and I mm-hmm. really need to fix this. Yes. Or they're going to grow up and be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's a concern, and so you know, I just I certainly understand a mother's heart concerning that. Yeah. So, me how about too. your second? My second one, number two, <laughs> dear Mel. Uh, I still need. I need to. I am literally writing this. I think to myself today. Okay. I'm writing this, this to is 2000 therapy for Mel. Eight Mel. Yes, this is therapy for you today. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Mel, <laughs> and I cannot do it all, all of the time. And I think as a single mom, this was amplified because I didn't think I was enough, and. I didn't think my boys were going to be okay, just like you. So everything had to be perfect. I had to do it. The house had to be clean. I would come home. I would try to make dinner. And I was super tired. Mm -hmm. I, at one point, was working two jobs. um, And I had went back to school because I thought my career in ministry working in the church was over. Just all of these crazy things. But I remember this moment I was having a horrific week at work. Uh, I had went to a funeral of a student who had uh, killed themselves. Mm. Um, I just, it was just everything. We, I, we had, I had a friend and a staff member who was let go for some things. I remember going to, I couldn't pick my son up from school uh, because I had to go to a mental hospital to visit a student. And then after that, I went and picked my boys up and we went to a soccer game for another student. You know, it was just this whole thing. And I was just, I was trying to do my job. I was a youth pastor and um, I was trying to do my job and be a mom. And we get home and they had asked me, and they knew my, they, they knew I would say yes. Cause I was worn out there. I said, can we have Taco Bell today? And I just like, yes, for $4, mm-hmm. I can feed yes. you guys and you'll leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And I forgot. And we get in home in the driveway and they said, Oh, we didn't get Taco Bell. And I just started crying mm-hmm. and I hate that I did this, but I tried to convince my boys that 
I was never upset or any. I tried to be super strong all the time. Did you do that? Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? I know. It is something we do, isn't I it? think my boys mm-hmm. struggle with showing their emotions now because I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, Which prob- we're not going to talk about. Probably that. That's not. another time. Yeah. <laughs> that's an, I, that's Mel, not a part of my three. You messed them up. Okay. I messed them up just enough no. for the counselor to be able to just have something to, to worry work with. <laughs> so I start crying and they're like, oh, they kind of both pay. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's just go in. I said, I just need like five minutes and I went and I laid down on my bed and my oldest came in and I don't know, he was maybe 10. And he said, you know, mom, um, we can just eat cereal tonight and we can make it ourselves and you can just stay in here. And I said, actually, that would be really awesome. And he shut the door. And the next thing I knew, I woke up and it was like 3 a.m. And I was still in my clothes Mm -hmm. on the top of my covers. And I went into their bedroom and they were both in their PJs. They were in bed. They dressed themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they had gotten ready. And I looked and they made themselves a bunch of cereal. Unfortunately, they did not clean up after themselves. We're working on things. (laughs) But that day, and that was 10 years ago, we started something that we still do, which is called Scavage Night. <laughs> Love it. Um, and I unapologetically would go to my bedroom because Thursdays were really hard because I had just worked a 12 to 14 hour day the night before because of Wednesday nights at a church. And they got to eat whatever they wanted. Oh, and fun. mom stayed in her bedroom and watched whatever she wanted. And they lived. And, and not only great. did they live, I remember uh, we had these cards at dinner and it would say, what's a, a memory that you really love that you'll do with your kids? And I don't remember which of my boys, but one of them said, I'm going to do scavenge night. Mm-hmm. And they loved that they could eat Captain Crunch for mm-hmm. dinner yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. it yeah. was. But for me... It was this permission to give myself space on Thursday so I could be a good mom on Friday. Mm-hmm, and I needed that. Yes. And they deserved that. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say to our moms listening that you can't do all of the things all of the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need a scavenge night or whatever you want to call it. And your kids will figure out how to get full. And they it will. might not be healthy. But That's one okay. night a week is going to be They're just gonna fine. Be fine. And you know who's an expert at making cereal now? Mm-hmm. Both of my boys. I bet they are. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't put up their cereal bowls, but that's Oh, they okay. do now. They, oh, they do, do now. Okay. I charge I charge money for okay, that good. stuff now. Okay. <laughs> they have jobs. So that, oh, was, that was my second I thing. I do love that. That's really great. Um, so, um, my third thing would be, I wish because, um, I was so caught off guard and so shocked and hurt when, when he left, uh, I was so, so surprised that I wish I would have known that the, the, not only would the anger subside someday, but the hurt would Mm. go away. You know, the anger, you know, yes, I went through the school of unforgiveness for many years and trying to work through that, but the hurt associated mm-hmm. with it uh, for years and years and years, even into my second marriage, into years. And I've been remarried now for 30 years plus and into that, those years and then those years, you know, will the, the not the hurt, the sting ever go away? And the answer is yes, yes. You know, it does go away. The scar is still there. What happened, it's a reality that that my kids don't have memories growing up with their mommy and daddy under the same roof. It's a reality I can't get away from. Um, hmm. So, but has the hurt gone away? Yes, and it will. Moms, listen, if you are just bleeding, your heart is just hemorrhaging and it's bleeding for for whatever reason, it will 
someday not sting. Yes, there'll be a scar there, but someday, I promise, it it will it will not sting. And and I just I I just love to share that with moms that come to us male that are hurting and think it'll never go away because it will. Was it purely just time or were there steps that you took? Well, time does not heal everything. I'm asking, for, I'm asking for a friend. Yes. <laughs> well, time, time can make it worse. So mm. it's some, some people say, well, time, time, what is it saying? Time makes, you know, time heals everything. Well, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't. If there is a root there of that, the, a vile root of anger and bitterness and resentment and retaliation, that root just grows deeper and no, it won't, it won't go away. It won't, it won't go away. But what was your original question? So I, what did I asked, I, was it just time or were there steps you took? There were I'm steps. I'm wondering if there's like a practical thing. There that... were steps. There definitely were steps I took. And it was just a, really a matter of, of you know, it sounds so simple. And you've heard it before and you're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. But it's just the truth. It's just giving it to God again and again and again, one day at a time. I wrote in journals how I felt. You know, I looked up scriptures when I could, and I, mm. you know, wrote out what those scriptures probably meant. I got counseling. I just did what I could do to help myself, yeah. and um, it eventually it gets it, you start stepping out of it, and you start stepping out of it, and um, and it's just it is it is a process, but it is a process. Sometimes forgiveness is instant, and other times it truly is a process to work through. But um, Time does not heal all things necessarily. I literally just told my friend today that I think forgiveness is a lot like a toilet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to flush it. Uh And sometimes it gets clogged and you really have to just work hard, put some grit and you're just plunging. And and then sometimes that clog is... This is on my mind right now because mm-hmm. I called, had to call a plumber today. Okay, good. Is that and why you t- have a, a cut on I your do. Finger? I told Pam. I'm so <laughs> embarrassed, Pam. You're not supposed to tell them. I cut myself because I told her. I said I'm a little too independent, and I was trying to fix my toilet when I shouldn't have. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but just... it is bigger than me, and sometimes forgiveness is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to call a plumber, but maybe you should call a therapist yes, or okay. something. <laughs> something. This is a wild analogy. I know. All that to say that it is a constant thing that you have to keep doing and keep doing and <clears throat> if you don't mm-hmm. gets backed up well, Pam it does and then you might well, cut yourself <laughs> I just you know I just love Jesus said himself we have sometimes have to give 70 times 7 hmm. and how much is that you know it's, yeah it's too much too much but you know I moms if you're struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness I get it and you I get it and and I understand and I comfort you and in, in your wallowing right now and your hurt and it's not fair or whatever you're thinking. I am the first to come alongside you and just comfort you and hold your hand and pat, pat your hand. I, that's mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you most need today. And if that's what you need, I'm doing that for you. But I also want to speak a word over you that that I do believe eventually it will lift. So Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And how about your third? My third one, I had wrote two here. There's a big or, but I'm going to go, we'll save that one for another time. Um, I wrote that God has not changed his mind about me. And I really wish that I could have believed that. And this one, I think I've worked through a little more. Okay. Um, 
I really thought that my circumstances changed the way that he viewed me or what he created me for or what I was capable of doing or if I should do it or if I deserved his goodness. And that is an absolute lie that nothing that anybody did to me or that I could do changes his mind about who I am. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Would you say that again? That nothing that anyone could do or anything that I've done or will do will change his mind about me. And what he believes about me is that he created me for a purpose Mm -hmm. and that he made me exactly the way that he wanted to. And um, scripture tells us all of these things and that we are his workmanship and that we were created in his image. And just because my marriage failed or I yelled at my boys or I made mistakes does not mean that I'm no longer created in his image. Mm -hmm. And so my little emergency did not change his mind. And I needed to hear that. And I just remember feeling, I had someone tell me, well, God didn't put you up on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this one broke. Yeah, put her up there. Put her up. And, mm-hmm. and he, that's not who he is. He's mm-hmm. a creator. Mm-hmm. And he's a mechanic and a tinkerer. And he said, well, we're just going to work this out. And even if it takes, would you say, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say that to our moms today. Mm-hmm. That, And I'm not just talking about because I had worked in the church. Like, I literally thought my whole career. But it was deeper than that. I remember thinking, I I believe God is good and loves people, but I just don't think that I deserve those mm-hmm. things right now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he doesn't change his mind. And you also don't have to arrive before you can begin. Exactly. So tell your story and and be a part of a community and use the gifts God gave you when you can, Mm -hmm. because if you wait until you arrive, then that's never going to happen. Um, and I really wish that there was a good season where I literally believed God was done with Mm -hmm. me. Wow. Well, it just reminds me of the quote, everyone who is where he is had to begin where he was. Mm. And so, um, so, that means today matters. That means that today matters the way you handle it, the way you give yourself grace, the way you say, the way you talk to yourself, the way you do these things today are laying the road for the what you're going to feel about yourself tomorrow, mm-hmm. what you're becoming, what you are becoming. Yeah. So what you are becoming, we start today because it's an ever-progressive thing. So in order to roll that into more and more and more, the person you want to be when your kids are grown and gone and married and you have grandkids is a day-to-day rolling over of you just doing the right next thing. And uh, before you know it, you're at a place you never knew you could be. And you Mm -hmm. look back and you're like, I can't believe I walked through that. (laughs) I don't feel that anymore. And that God has done such great things, you know. So, I, Mom, I just want to I want to say that God has amazing plan for you um, as you trust Him and as you lean into Him. And I had told Mel before we started the podcast, this was about things um, that I wish I would have known. One thing I wish I, I didn't know, I, one thing I was glad I didn't know back then was when God had told me He would start a ministry through me. I'm glad I didn't know the magnitude of what it would look like. Mm. 
37 years later. Yeah. It would have scared me to death. Would you have think you deserved it? Oh, no, yeah. no. But, but I said that to say, Mom, that you have no idea what God has in store for you in yeah. the future. You have no idea. The Bible says it's exceedingly and abundantly beyond what you could hope or imagine. So kind of grab a hold of that and just take one day at a time, do the next right thing. Uh, just know you are our hero, and we are just... We feel honored to just that you would give us a piece of your time. Mel, that's a big deal. They gave us a piece of their time I know. Today. We appreciate it. And we do just love you guys so much. We so. really do. I just want to close by saying it's important for you to believe these things because your kids are watching you no matter yes. how old they are. Mm-hmm. So give them a front row seat to a life that says, I'm enough, because then they'll believe that about themselves. A front row seat to someone who doesn't embrace the shame and and gives forgiveness. A front row seat that says, God hasn't changed his mind about me. A front row seat that says, I don't need someone else to complete me. We are showing them who they can become. And and that's what helped me get out of that moment of, if I believe my circumstances change God's mind, then my boys are going to believe that about themselves too. There's too much on the line, moms. And so give your kids a front row seat to truth. And the truth is that you're enough because he's enough and he has not changed his mind on you about you and all of the things. So that's what we came here to say to you today. Do you agree, Pam? I do agree. So moms, you just, you go for it today. Have a great day and uh, keep coming back to the Single Momcast.